Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Let's play some football! Run right through the back of him. Run right through the middle and out the back. What's known in football terms as a slam dunk. Welcome into another edition of Daytime Fireworks. I'm your host, Zach Barry, alongside my co-host, David Brandt of the Associated Press. David, good morning. Are we ready for week eight? Good morning. I, I think so. It was a, uh, without Ole Miss playing, I didn't watch quite as much football this weekend, but I, I did watch a decent amount. So good to get back into it. It was a good mix of... I didn't have to work on Saturday, much more relaxing. And then uh, also, yeah, you miss uh, you miss seeing the team out there. You miss seeing them get out there and play against someone. But uh, so yeah, it was a it was a probably a sixty forty of man, this is great, super relaxing. But also, got to see them get you back out like there. The, right, you feel like the whole day. You feel like, am I forgetting to do something? Is is something <laughs> happening that I yeah. should? That that's what I felt like most of Saturday, but. I did watch enough. Like there, there was some good games. Oh yeah, I got my fill. Um, it was great, and then I did a uh, quite a bit of rewatching on Sunday. I would also, I would also like. There's a TV guy here in Phoenix named Nick King, and he he vouched for me and put it on on uh, Twitter or X or whatever we call it these days. But we were standing, you know, the Diamondbacks were getting ready to go to Philadelphia to play the NLCS, and so they had an availability on Saturday morning. And Indiana and Michigan had just started on the TV. And uh, mm-hmm. Indiana, if you remember that game, scored right away. It was like seven to nothing. And I just looked up there and there was like five or six of us. And I was like, I've seen this movie before. Michigan <laughs> wins 50. I said, Michigan wins 52 to seven. I called yeah. the exact score. <laughs> and sure uh, enough, three hours later, it was 52 to seven. I couldn't, like, even I was like, I need to go play the lotto or something or at least bet on some college football team but not that that was not to say Michigan winning was like some huge surprise but I was proud of the 52 to 7 yeah that one got uh out of hand pretty quick Indiana scored first and I know uh, that's the the fighting Tom (laughs) Allen yeah then uh then yeah they uh they were they scored first and then they were they were quickly out of it um But uh, yeah, it was a good day of football. I, I got my fill. I watched plenty. Um, was able to uh, watch enough, and then uh, in the afternoon slate, when uh, I was dealing with the kids, uh, what I did not see live, I got to go back and rewatch yesterday. Um, right. I, I I did get to see the last like seven minutes of that. Oregon Washington game which was oh that I mean, was a great game I did watch a big chunk of that what a game 
far and away the game of the year right now in college football this season. Um, yeah, that lived up to it. Lots of man, offense, it was lots of awesome back and forth, good quarterback play. How about yeah. you know? I know they lost, but Bo Nix. You know, remember at Auburn, he was you know you could never figure out if he was good or not. Turns out, I think he's pretty good. I know they didn't win, but. 34 yeah, no, he was four passing. He's he's really blossomed into a really good quarterback. Yeah, he really has. They got a ton of weapons. Their offensive line is is really good. Um, that was one of those where like you hated to see somebody lose type game. Because right, exactly. Like both those teams, you you love to see games where both teams rise to the occasion of a big game. And I thought both those teams, you know, they played well. Somebody's yeah. got to win. But you know, Penix is outstanding, and I, I think Man. I think both Washington and Oregon are very good. But Washington, I, I think Penix just puts them a, a cut above right now. I told you on Saturday that I'm I'm just God, like I really wish I would have pulled the trigger on that future on Michael Penix when we talked about him all <laughs> summer. Oh yeah, and, and I because because I mean, Kalen DeBoer has done such a great job out there and he's been so dynamic for them. But I mean, just this year was like, I mean, this is the year for the Huskies. They've got those three receivers that are just outstanding. I mean, I can't say enough about uh, Roman Adunze. Like he is just a freak. Um, Oh, he's great. I mean, that, that fade that they threw, Penix put it just, Looked off the safety long enough, put it on the money. I mean, that's like answering the bell and then some right there. Like that was Oregon punches, and then they countered back. Um, and you you could just see, like you said, you know, the the looking off the safety and just the evaluation of the field. You could see NFL scouts going, mm-hmm. Yep, I checking. That's, uh, that's the kind of stuff they like to see. Checking that box on the uh, – on the notepad there, but I mean, Adunze, Jalen Polk and Giles Jackson. And Hey, we, we, before we get to Ole Miss, we give a shout out to uh, a Magnolia state guy, Dylan Johnson, 20 carries a hundred yards, had a touchdown. He was really good in this game. He kept Oregon just enough off balance. And, but yeah, I'm, I'm really fingers crossed that these two meet back up in Vegas for the PAC 12 title game. Well, I'm just excited that, and I know I'm a little biased now that, I've moved out to Arizona with the with the West Coast thing, but it's just we're talking about West Coast football again, and not as like patting them on the head, like "oh, little brother, this is neat." Like Washington, I think, has proven themselves a legit playoff contender at this point. Oh, and absolutely. Oregon, I think, is still in the mix too. Oregon State's really good. Um, you know, USC kind of pooped his <clears> pants <throat> the other day, but um, <laughs> yeah, they but, they don't they don't have a defense. Right. But, you know, I, I think there's legitimately some really good teams on the West Coast. And I've always we've talked about this before, but I, I just think it's good for college football. Absolutely. Um, I, I think it's probably far and away the deepest and best conference right now. Um, I mean, look over in your neck of the woods. No, that that's Noah Fafita's music. I mean, oh, Arizona. Arizona. People have been waiting for that. I didn't want to get too into it because I know this isn't like necessarily <laughs> the Arizona-centric podcast, but that's what everyone's been waiting for. Arizona's been very competitive the last several weeks, you know, and Fafita has been terrific. And for them to just really embarrass Washington State, and I'm not I sure did not. Washington State, I didn't see that coming. I, mean, I didn't I, either. I, I, don't know if, I don't know if Washington State's as 
good as we all thought, but still that was that was yeah. impressive. And so that was that was a big win for Jed Fish because it was kind of one of those they were pulling that Arkansas thing where they were competitive every week but losing and it was kind of beginning to be a broken record. So I, I think that might be the win that really spurs them forward. They're going to be a problem the rest of the year. Yeah, I I, I do. Uh, Jed Fish has done a great job. Um, and look, the way Fafita's played in that offense, um, and uh, they're just they're just fun. Like I, I've always thought Jed Fish was a really good coach, and I mean, I got back in time after the Arkansas game when I was in Oxford. I got back to uh to my uh plush Airbnb um. <laughs> Which I say that tongue in cheek. I, shout out to uh, shout out to our man Chuck. He uh, he had a place for me to crash, but um, but yeah, I got back in time to see that that overtime game. Um, oh, and that was it was a ama- Arizona Price should have won that, but they, that was kind of oof. what I'm talking about. They were they were you know they were so close, and it was just like, are they ever going to break through? And they they certainly broke through against Washington State. Yeah, absolutely. I think UCLA might have beat Wazoo twice. Um, I hate it because yeah. I, I I've been a big fan of of them, and I just didn't think Arizona could go to the Palouse and win. It's hard to go up there and win, right? Um, Especially like that. I mean, they totally yeah. dominated that game. But yeah, they're fun. Uh, I I'm gonna butcher his name, but uh, Tataroa McMillan. I think I might have got it. Um, I I think you got it. Okay, he's a stud. Jacob Cowan, we already knew about him. Uh, that was a big get yeah, for Cowan fishing has been, in the right. portal. Talk about a guy, yeah, they just got him out of UTEP a couple of years ago. And Man. Huge. But they're fun. So there's players. Yeah, they are fun. There's players everywhere, man. That's that's all, you know, the portal. UTEP. Oh, yeah. Got to love gotta love El Paso. You know, you know how I feel about El Paso, David. Somebody, somebody said, I actually like El Paso, but somebody described El Paso one time as it's not the end of the world, but you can see it from there. <laughs> it's to me, it's like it's a just perfect... so isolated. It's so isolated. That's but it's a cool city once you get there. It's just in the middle of nowhere. I'll give you this. It's like a it's like it's like Phoenix and Boulder had a baby. OK, like it's kind of like that. It's got the desert vibes, but you got the you got the mountains and the weather's great. I in a past life, I went out there for work all the time. Food is obviously outstanding. Um, and just I just the people there were so cool. Like everybody there is just yeah, so we, laid back. We stayed there a few. We stayed there a lot of times when we're driving back to Mississippi just because it works out. And uh, I I've, I've got nothing bad to say about El Paso except it's in the middle of nowhere, but it reminds me, you know, there's kind of that stretch like Tucson, Las Cruces, and yeah. then El Paso. Just that those cities have a lot of character. Like I love Phoenix, but you know, it's a little like Orlando, a lot of strip malls, a lot of yeah. you know, it's a new city. Like yeah. Tucson, El Paso, Las Cruces, you know, older cities got a lot of that, you know, obviously, you know, Hispanic, Mexican, you know, feel to it and everything. It's 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 really cool. Those are cool cities. Yeah. So yeah, El Paso Chamber of Commerce, send the check. Right, um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh before we get into Ole Miss Auburn, I do want to remind you, show is brought to you by the good folks at USA Benefits Group. If you're looking to cut those health insurance premiums by as much as twenty to thirty percent, 
Maybe you're aging into Medicare. You need help finding a supplement plan. Call Drew Moak at 601-953-8449. He's an Ole Miss grad. He's located in Mississippi, but he's also licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage. He has access to 35 different carriers that he can help you with any and all of your health insurance needs. Anything from regular health plans to life insurance, dental, vision, Medicare, he's got it all covered. And now more than ever, it's critical to not only have a health insurance agent that you know and you trust, but one that's local and accessible. And that's Drew Moat. Give him a call, 601-953-8449. Or you can visit his website, usabg.com slash D-M-O-A-K and get your free quote today. All right, so we were talking about good quarterback play with Fafita and with Michael Penix and Bo Nix. We're going to have good quarterback play on one side this weekend, David. I don't know about uh, on the home side, uh, but Ole Miss, 13th in the country now, travels to the Plains, a place that has not been kind to the Rebels throughout history. Um, but this one seems like a very gettable SEC road win for the Rebels, does it not? It does. I mean, like you said, there's always going to the Plains. It's it's always difficult. That place is going to be packed, all that stuff. But just watching bits and pieces of that LSU game, I just – they're just not good enough this year. And that's not, free, you know, necessarily Freeze's fault or anything. I, I do think Freeze will get that program rolling at some point. But they just don't have the quarterback play right now. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't think they can hang with Ole Miss. Not, not this year. Yeah, defensively they're 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 good. Um, I don't know if I want to say very good, but they're they're solid defensively. They have a couple dudes that make plays um, in the secondary. His name is escaping me at this point, but um, they do have a uh, a very talent, very talented safety um, that makes plays. Uh, he he's good. Who is the one? Golly, I'm this is this oh, well, is Asante's a linebacker. My bad. This is uh yeah the front seven solid um I can effort it real quick Jalen Simpson uh I guess he plays safety plays okay. corner he has four picks on the year he makes a lot of plays on the back end for them but man I mean just Peyton Thorne Robbie Ashford who's it going to be um is maybe Hugh going to give Holden uh I don't know how to say his last name Gurner Gurner maybe they give maybe they give him a shot. They they can't figure out quarterback in a in a in a Hugh Freeze offense can't do much if it That's doesn't a have big a quarterback. Deal. Right. Yeah, he, and I, I mean, to be fair, unless you're Iowa, like <laughs> you know, you need one. Oh my God. I watched those highlights last night of that game and I when I was done, was the, I I was like, why did was I just the greatest do that? tweet I had ever seen that I sent you the other night that blew my mind. I just the, the uh, one about the passing yards. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just incredible. Um, they're so bad, uh, and they still for win. That, I, for people that don't know, Iowa's thirty-seven passing yards against Wisconsin was its lowest total since twenty-eight against Nebraska in nineteen eighty-one. The best part <laughs> is Iowa won both games. That's <laughs> that's so awesome. That is so Iowa. It's honestly, it's it's pretty special what Phil Parker's been able to do you know, in spite of Brian Ferentz's offense, because I'm, I'm pretty sure I could, I could effort real quick. I'm pretty sure off the top of my head, 
Phil Parker has been at Iowa since 99. Uh, he's been on staff there since 99. He became the co- the defensive coordinator in 2012. So he was a DB's coach from 99 to 2011. And then in 2012, he took over as DC and they haven't looked back. They've been great. They're notorious for playing great defense, but good Lord, it is just malpractice offensively. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, the history is not kind. Ole Miss, last time they've won at Auburn was 2015 uh, when Hugh Freeze was the coach. Before that, it was 03 with Eli and the Ben Obamanu drop. And then before that, it was way back in 1999 when Romero Miller hooked up with Corey Peterson in overtime in a revenge game, and they got that oh, win. Yeah. Um, so it's been a minute, but this is not you know your granddad's Auburn. They don't have those dudes across the board defensively like they normally do, um, and they don't have a quarterback. I, I like Jarquez Hunter. I think he's a fine running back. Um, and just you know Freeze doesn't trust any of his quarterbacks. And, I mean, they just wilted at Death Valley last weekend. I mean, they they just have no spunk. There's no spark offensively. I, I just – I hesitate to say Ole Miss wins going away because just Jordan-Hare is tough to play. It's a tough place to play. And it'll be rocking there. It's a night game. And you know that they want this one bad because this is going to yeah. be Freeze's Super Bowl. Right. This this is not an easy game, but I just no. I think the and, and weird stuff happens. Freeze, I do think, has one up his sleeve at some point this year, but, but it's just hard to see it coming off a thirty point loss at LSU. Yeah, and Ole Miss is coming I, off you know, a bye. Ole Miss is coming off a bye. I just I don't see it. I, what's the line? So the line has it started at I believe five and a half. It's now at six and a half. Some books had it at seven yesterday. It's now settled at what looks like it'll be settled at six and a half. Um, God, I think Ole Miss could do that. I do too. Like, I feel like this is like a 10 point win. Right. Like something like, yeah. you know, I don't know or if it'll be as more. Like, I think it'll be kind of tight in the first half. And then I just don't think Auburn's going to be able to score with them unless you know, Jackson Dart has a bad case of the turnovers or something. I just don't. Which he, which he hasn't done. Right, which there's no reason to believe that's going to happen. I, I just think Ole Miss wins by a couple touchdowns. You know, 30, 34-17, 34-21, something like that. Yeah, so, I, I mean, honestly, though, like, I know that – now, to be fair, third down defense has been a disaster for Ole Miss this year so far. They're in the hundreds in third down conversion rate. But everywhere else, they've been great defensively. Um, they're in the top, uh, I believe, top five. Let me double Let me double check. I know they're top five in offensive efficiency. And, uh, yeah, they're fourth in the conference in defensive scoring efficiency. So, um, you know, Ben, but don't break. Uh, you know, Golding has done a, a great job with the roster. They've gotten a lot out of the portal guys. John Saunders um, uh, has been really good uh, for them. And on the back end, Isaac Uklu has been disruptive up front. Um, they, they've they've done enough on the defensive side. They get stops when they need it. You know, like the, the one loss on the year, defense was not the issue in that game in Tuscaloosa. The offense no, no. didn't show up. Right, but, I thought the defense played fine in that game. But I mean the the LSU shootout 
they got the stops in the fourth quarter that they needed. And you got the ball back, you win the game. Against Arkansas, you got the stops you needed. Um, so that's just kind of the MO, I think, because it's a road SEC game. You you always say this, David, it's survive in advance. And I think you just need to run your offense, stick to what you do well, don't try to do anything crazy, and get stops. And it's a win, I think. I, Ole Miss is the better team, and I, I just – I would just be... execute. Don't give it. Don't give the ball away. I think if yeah. Ole Miss, you know, keeps it under two turn, you know, one and they've turn done that stuff happens. So it's like right, and they've done that all year. I just unless you give Auburn multiple great field position like that sort of thing, or throw a pick six mm-hmm. or something like that. I just because I mean Auburn's defense, like you said, has had moments and has some guys on that side, and so I think they'll have their moments against Ole Miss. But I, I think Ole Miss's offense is going to have its moments too. So. At some point, Auburn's going to have to score to stay with them. And unless they get some help, like I said, either with great field position or a pick six mm-hmm. or something like that, I just, I, it's just hard for me to see it. Yeah. I, for me, I, I feel like this might look a little like the Arkansas game, but I think probably a little more efficient. You know, Dart was banged up in that game. I think he got hurt on like the second or third play and he just wasn't the same. And, I think they're going to be probably as close to full strength as they've been on offense all year. Um, they expect uh, Zakari Franklin to be more of a factor. He's been working back from that knee scope surgery he had. And Trey Harris is is close, as close to 100% as he's been all year after the bye. And then Caden Priestcorn, he's back practicing with the team. His father tragically passed away. Um, so he had his bye week and, and, you know, was with family and dealing with that. And, you know, we, uh, we feel for the, the priest corn family there, but, you know, he's back closer to a hundred percent, you know, another couple weeks where he's, you know, off that foot procedure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think this offense now, Jordan Watkins, that's, that's one thing that gives me pause outside of Trey Harris being so explosive. Jordan Watkins has been the glue for this offense. He's been the go-to guy on third downs. He's been fantastic downfield, making people pay. Um, he is going to give it a go, but David, honestly, I don't really think they need him to beat this Auburn team. Yeah, I mean, you got to be smart. Obviously, it'd be great to have him on the field because, like you said, he's been the one kind of constant throughout the year as, as kind of pieces have gone in and out. And people have been banged up. He's been – but maybe, that you know, I, I, I think everybody needs – a a break once in a while. Maybe this is the game that his teammates pick him up. Yeah. Dayton Wade has also been fantastic. He's been in the slot with Watkins has made a ton of plays, but I don't know. I feel like this one might be where Quinshawn Judkins, speaking of guys getting healthier by the week, he's been kind of banged up since Tulane Alabama guy going back, you know, Auburn didn't want him. Maybe he has a big statement game and, Man, Ulysses Bentley, maybe outside of Jackson Dart and Jordan Watkins has been the MVP of this offense this year. 7.4 yards per carry. That'll Ooh. play. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can't can't beat that with a stick. I mean, he's been such a huge part of the offense. He's a a great spark, you know, quote off the bench. You know, him and him and Judkins rotate a lot. Kevin Smith loves to rotate his guys and keep them fresh, but 
And he's been good. I mean, he's so dynamic and he he gets to full speed quickly. Um, and he gets downhill. He's a sneaky, tough, powerful runner, even though, you know, not the big 6'1", 200-pound running back size. But, yeah, I, this seems like a game management type game for Dart. I mean, maybe he'll shock us all and come out and throw for 350 and Ole Miss wins running away. But, yeah, it's a road SEC game. Get the win. Stay on on pace. Stay in the mix for the West and just try to hope that someone helps you out with Alabama. Right. Which, I mean, the way Alabama has looked, I don't think that's impossible. No. I mean, they you know, snuck out of Brian I mean, Denny last week. Right, exactly. And poor Arkansas, man. They how many oh. close games can they can they drop? But geez. Um but yeah, I mean Alabama certainly looks beatable. Like what's their schedule down the stretch? I need that. They got uh, let's, let's well, they got Tennessee and LSU the next two weeks. Those are two very, very gettable gettable spots. Um, right. I mean, I, I do think LSU's got a good chance against Alabama just because, again, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure Alabama can score with them. Tennessee, I know they won last week, but gosh, they – Yeah, I it's – I don't know if they can do it. I just don't know. With Brew McCoy out for the year, like, they just don't have any playmakers. And Milton has just been very they, pedestrian. Oh, right. He's just okay. Yeah, yeah, that's I know, but I, I mean, and I, it's at I've Bama. seen Stranger Things. Yeah, and it's at Bama, but I, obviously, it's a big moment for Tennessee if they're ever gonna, yeah, you know, shock the world or do what they want to do. But yeah, just yeah, I this stretch, I've, this stretch coming up, David, you've got for Bama, they've got Tennessee at home. Then you get, uh, I believe, yeah, they week. get a they get a bye, and then you host LSU, and then you go to Kentucky, which is kind of can get kind of funky over there at Kroger Field. Yeah, depending – it just kind of depends on where, obviously, Kentucky's not in a good spot right now after getting smoked by Mizzou. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's – but you're right. I, I do think Kentucky is a, a solid team in a lot of ways. Their quarterback play has just been, eh. But, like you said, Kroger Field is, is tougher than people give it credit for. Yeah, I – yeah, I'm not holding my breath on Bama losing, but hey, we're going to get into uh, that kind of uh, scenario here shortly. Um, let's. What, what do you What do you think? Final score prediction here for uh, for Saturday. What do you uh, What do you anticipate seeing on Saturday night? Uh I feel I feel boring because I always pick like thirty something to twenty something, but. Uh, so let's go something else. I'm going to go 41 to 26. Okay. So you think, you think Auburn's going to get in the end zone a couple times? I just think Ole Miss is going to jump ahead by quite a bit and it's going to, yeah. you know. Okay. Maybe they, they hit a big one busted play, or maybe they get a, a Jarquez Hunter run. I, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking, <sighs> I might have overshot. I definitely, I definitely did the over on that one. But I yeah, I was going to say this is going to be rested. I think they've got a lot of weapons at their disposal. Like you talked about, they're healthier than they've been in a while. I think they're going to, I think they're going to score a lot. Yeah, I think this one is close until the fourth. Uh, I think Ole Miss kind of lulls them to sleep with the run game, and then they hit some big plays. I'm going to say, man. I'm going to say it's probably like 33-17. 
That's probably a safer bet. I probably overshot it. But for some reason, I just feel like I feel like Auburn, even as limited as they are offensively, is going to have something. I just think Freeze is going to have something dialed up. And I, I think they will score once or twice, just kind of. Yeah, they'll, they'll, play, they'll have something some, like that. Some scripted stuff early in the game. And then, you know, we'll see Pete Golding's done a nice job of adjusting. Um over uh, the course of games, you know, he 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 had a really good plan in the second half against Tulane, and then um, again, like I said, he he did his job in Tuscaloosa. They held Bama in yeah. check, um, and then LSU is LSU. They score on everybody, but you got the stops when you needed them. And then Arkansas sacked KJ uh, Jefferson five times, got the two. And picks. it's not easy to bring him down. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, so yeah, like, I think it'll be like a, like a 23, 17 game where it's kind of tight and then Ole Miss busts a couple breaks it open. Scores, so scores a couple late. Yeah. I think, I think this is a big, uh, big statement win for Lane Kiffin during his tenure at Ole Miss where they got to get the big meaningful road win kind of like 2021 Tennessee. Um, so, all right, take our first break. We'll get into uh, picks on the other side, but uh, let's hear from the sponsors. We'll be right back. Cooler temperatures are right around the corner, and as I like to say, it's the perfect time to play a round of golf. And if you're looking for a premier golf course in northwest Mississippi or the Memphis, Tennessee area, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club in Olive Branch, 15 minutes from the Memphis International Airport. With those cooler temps, you might want to stay warm and comfortable on the course this fall. Go in the clubhouse and check out their new selection of outerwear from Travis Matthew and FootJoy, including FootJoy's new lightweight hoodie. This 18-hole par 72 course includes four sets of tees to accommodate all players and has 11 lakes, 52 bunkers, and the wide Zoysia fairways and extra-large champion Bermuda greens and clean roughs make for an excellent opportunity every single time to post a number. If you need a premier golf experience in the Mid-South, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club. Call them at 662-893-4444 or check them out, olivebranchgolf.com. Ole Miss fans, you can never be too careful, especially these days and with young kids at home. Don't take any chances and secure your home with Eufy Smart Lock, an easy install all-in-one security device for your front door and that peace of mind we're all looking for. I myself am a Eufy user, and I can tell you firsthand, go ahead and ditch those house keys forever, grab a Phillips head screwdriver because that's all you'll need, and give Eufy Smart Lock a try today. No monthly fee, and Eufy customer service is waiting on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. So what are you waiting for? Head to Vault Hemingway or the Pavilion or Swayze Field to cheer on your Ole Miss Rebels with the reassurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Smart Lock. Eufy Video Lock makes it easy to keep an eye on things back home. Its built-in camera can tell you who's at the front door from the comfort of your stadium seat. Search Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com, eufyofficial.com slash video lock, to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Smart Lock and Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast come in. 
NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, T-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. This podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals who can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension, and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies as well. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite-level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn about this and more at bluffcityadvisory.com. All right, David, let's get into the SEC slate week eight. Starting out 11 a.m. on ESPN, we have got Mississippi State traveling to Fayetteville to take on those Razorbacks that we were just talking about. I, I'm going to be quick here. The line is six. Arkansas is giving six here. I'm going to lay the points. I think Arkansas's got at least one or two more in them. I, I said it on our show last week. I, I think those players really, truly adore Sam Pittman. And I just don't think that it's quitting time yet for them. And KJ Jefferson's yeah. healthy. And I just don't think State's very good. Will Rogers is yeah, not playing. I mean, that's... Well, I just think they're trying to jam a square peg into a round hole over and over over there. And I just, I mean, State's coming off a bye week. You know, Arkansas's had some emotional losses the last couple weeks. I can see a little bit of a letdown, but Mm. I just feel like Arkansas, 
is going to get rewarded for all of these tight games they play. They, they've lost five in a row, seven points to BYU, three points to LSU, 12 points to Texas A&M, a touchdown to Ole Miss, three points to Alabama. Man, I don't, yeah. I, I just feel like it, Arkansas, it's time for them to get rewarded <laughs> for, for being a pretty good football team that no one knows about. Yeah, I, I think they're perfectly fine. Like, they're not a good team, but I think they're perfectly fine. Um, and I just, yeah, I don't think state's good. And I think Arkansas gets off the mat here and gets a win at home. It'll be, it's 11 a.m. kick, but up in Fayetteville, their fans are usually pretty good about showing up. And if anything, I think that their fans still believe they can get a win because like you said, they played games so close and KJ Jefferson still the quarterback. He's going to give them issues. I like Arkansas to win. I, I this may not actually be very close. I, I think they put it to Mississippi State. Yeah, I don't think it's like a last possession thing or anything. I think Arkansas wins pretty handily. All right, two thirty CBS. Tennessee travels to Tuscaloosa, revenge spot for the Crimson Tide, as they lost to Tennessee last year up in Knoxville. Tennessee's getting nine and a half here. I. Ooh, boy. I, it is. I just don't think either team is going to score that much either. Yeah, the the total is only 49. I mean, this might be an old-fashioned 90s Tennessee-Bama game where it's like 20 right, to I, 13. Even, even as low as 49 is, I'm tempted to go the under on that. I can see this being easily a 24-14 game. Yeah, because I, I think Saban's kind of figured out their identity and they're fine with just being physical, running the football, letting right. Jalen Milrow shots with Milrow. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I like, I like Alabama in this one. I, I still think that Heupel's going to have some things in his back pocket that might give them some trouble, but I just don't think they have the, the quarterback to do what he wants to do. Yeah, I mean, you described it. I, I mean, like, it wouldn't shock me for Tennessee to walk in there and get a win, but I just, I think, like you said, Alabama has figured out who they are, and I think they're just going to slowly kind of, you know, play great defense, score enough, run the ball. Milrow, at times, has, has made some plays. Um, I just think he'll make enough. So, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd say 24-14. All right. Also at 230 SEC Network, man. Two ships passing in the night here. South Carolina, <laughs> Missouri, number 20, Missouri. I've, I've officially given up on South Carolina. Now, Man. that means they're <sighs> going to win this week. But <laughs> I just don't like – I say it every week. They don't do what they should do offensively. And it drives me insane. Like, you have a special quarterback. And Spencer Rattler, and you just try to do square peg round hole, like you said about Arkansas, Mississippi State. I, I just just let the man cook and just see what happens. Yeah, I mean, he was twenty three of thirty four touchdowns, he and then good. It, it's how, he about, does... how about South Carolina's defense letting Graham Mertz throw for oh my god? Not that I... Graham Mertz is a decent quarterback. This is a this is more about the South Carolina defense, though. Yeah. Like, that's a, just that's tackle. a lot of yards. That's a just lot tackle. of yards. They had them fourth, fourth and 11, David. 
And they threw like a six-yard route and couldn't stop him. I just inexcusable, and it was at home. I was shocked that they let that one get away because it's pretty tough to win in, in Williams-Brice. And Rattler did the thing that, you know, Dart has thrown two picks this year. One was Dayton Wade slips coming out of his break, and Tulane picked him off. It wasn't a bad throw. And then the other one was just Jackson Dart was, I truly believe he was forced to, like, I got to make a play, I got to make a play. And, you know, heaves it deep against Bama, and it gets, you know, it's a terrible decision. That's what Rattler did in this one. Falling on his, you know, off his back foot, heaves it up to Xavier Leggett. Florida picks it off, game over. I mean, he's he's to that point now, I think, where he's like, I have to win every game for right. this team. You know, kind of like Caleb Williams at SC. Yeah, you could see that kind of pressure building on somebody like that, you know, where it's just like, if I don't do it, nobody's going to do it. Yeah. And it's just, uh, boy, how about, I know Florida doesn't play this week, but have you seen their schedule down the stretch? They've got Georgia. Then Arkansas, LSU, Missouri, Florida State. Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> that's a that's quite a crescendo better, to end the season. They better ride this wave while they can because it's going to get ugly. Um, yeah, South Carolina's getting seven here. This game is always fun. I guess they call it the battle for Columbia. Um, there's been some some all timers in this series. There've been some interesting games. Maybe Mizzou is, you know, a little bit of a letdown spot here. Um, coming off a big road win at, at at Kentucky where they were down early and they fought back and they've got Georgia on the horizon. Um, I just think Missouri's good enough to win and they're at home. I, I'm going to go Missouri here and I feel like I'm in, I'm inclined to lay the points. It's only seven. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I just I just can't pick South Carolina anymore. So, yeah, and, and what Missouri did last week at Kentucky was genuinely impressive. Like, yeah, for a, sure. And they play and they played so well against LSU, and you know they've had a few weeks in a row now where they've looked like a pretty mm-hmm. good team. They're they're a flawed team, but they can score some points, and I, I think yeah. they're you know they're not great, but very good. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to be good enough to beat South Carolina. Yeah, you got to give Eli Drinkwitz credit. He he's a goober, but he's done a great job. They uh they have figured some sometimes, things out. Sometimes goobers can coach football. Yeah. Also, who knew that getting the football to Luther Burden as much as possible was a good good idea. That, that's <laughs> excellent strategy. Yes. Uh, we will not touch on Army LSU. I it, come on, LSU's winning that. Um. All right, final break. When we come back, we're going to talk Ole Miss, the path to either Atlanta or a shot at the college football playoff. Yes, I said it. We're going to talk about it after this final word from the sponsors. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? 
Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601 601- 953-8449 and get your free quote today. And we are back here, Daytime Fireworks, final segment as we head into week eight. All right, David, so if Ole Miss can get past the hurdle that is Auburn this weekend, and I think they will, you get back home, tune up for AM with Vandy, it is a night game, and then you host the Aggies on November 4th, in Oxford, I don't. It's not going to be as big of a game as it could have possibly been a couple of weeks ago. When A and M, we we thought they had figured something out. They have not. Um, but looking at it, you know, realistically, Ole Miss has a legitimate shot to go in to Athens, Georgia, at eight and one, possibly inside the top ten, depending on what others do in front of them. And that'll be a top 10 matchup on the road. It's a free shot. And as we learned on Monday, Brock Bowers is having surgery to repair a high ankle sprain. Uh, it's tightrope surgery. I don't know how familiar you are with that. Um, it's the same people... one Tua, Tua had a couple yeah. years ago. He missed about four weeks. Yeah, several have had it done. Everybody recovers differently. I, I still am skeptical if Brock Bowers comes back at all. Um, he's certainly done more than enough to prove to NFL GMs that he is a legit dude. Um, and Georgia has to play Tennessee later in the year, so maybe he's he waits out for that one. But there is a path to if they could go on the road and beat Georgia, which again I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it you know it, it literally can happen. It's possible to go 11 and one, and even if you don't go to Atlanta. An 11 and one Ole Miss with their lone loss being at Alabama. And with then wins beat. over LSU and Georgia. That's a playoff team. Am I crazy? I, I agree. I mean, I, I think everything Ole Miss wants is in front of them. You know, I mean, they obviously can't control their SEC destiny just because of obviously losing to Alabama. But even if that doesn't work out, I just, man. There's a lot of things that can happen, but I think an 11-1 and Ole Miss team with wins over Georgia and LSU, the only loss at Alabama, that's a really good resume. And depending mm-hmm. on what other teams have done, I, it, like I said, it puts you in the discussion. You have to see where all the chips fall, but it's yeah, you know, that's not a bad place to be. Right now, ESPN, they have a college football playoff predictor. Ole Miss is uh, right there at 4%. Um, but you you look at who's in front of them. Oregon already has one loss. Washington is undefeated. They, uh, they play some ranked teams. And then the rest of the undefeated group. Ohio State, Penn State plays this weekend. One of them is going to lose. Ohio State and Michigan will play. And they, yep, those are two undefeated teams. One of them is going to have to lose that one. North Carolina still has to play Clemson. 
And I believe they still play Florida State, right? Uh, that sounds right. Let me double check. Um, efforting. No. no, so that would be no, a Florida uh, State's not on their schedule. That would be an ACC Duke. title game. Yeah, play Duke, play Clemson. Clemson's not that dead Georgia yet. That Georgia Tech game. That Georgia Tech game is a yeah. little tricky too. Georgia Could be Tech's tricky. Been a little better. Um. And then yeah, I think Oklahoma, like they're undefeated. They still could lose. They're they're leading the percentage here. They're they're sixty-nine percent of making the playoff. Ohio State's at two, Florida State at three, Washington at four. Um, so yeah, that you're probably gonna need some help. You're gonna need some other folks up there to beat up on each other. But again, I, I still contend that an, an eleven and one SEC team that has one loss to Alabama and beats Georgia on the road and beats LSU, I think you're in a good spot. And, and look, also, here's the here's the thing. Let's say you do get into the playoff and people are going to be groveling that you didn't get to Atlanta, you never got to Atlanta. At that point, who cares? You get an extra week <laughs> off to prepare, <laughs> it doesn't and you're matter. in the playoff. Like, just, right, yeah. No, I, if you, I, if, let's say you do make the SEC championship and you lose, well, then you have two losses and you're out. Yeah, I mean, then you're going to a New Year's Day bowl, but yeah, you're, you know, yeah. two losses and you're out. I think especially a, a couple of years, I think it would have been plausible for a two-loss team to get in. I, I don't think this is going to be one of those years. Yeah, there's too many undefeateds that could still run the table. Like Oklahoma could run the table. I, I think there's a loss out there somewhere. Um, Ohio State plays Penn State and Michigan. Florida State's got some tough ones. And then uh, Washington's got a brutal stretch uh, in November. So, yeah, I, it's very possible. It's not crazy. I mean, Ole Miss is – they're in the 14 team here of uh, the percentages. So, they're at 4% right now. Um, but, yeah, I, it's truly, like, if you get to 8-1, and one, you go to Athens and it's just a the, the freest of shots. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And Cause... And let me ask you this. Without Brock Bowers, what's this Georgia offense look like? Well, I was about to say that. I mean, Georgia is the champ until proven otherwise, but they haven't looked, other than that Kentucky game, which I thought was legitimately pretty impressive. Like, you know, mm. they squeaked past Auburn. They kind of struggled with South Carolina. You know, they looked okay against Vanderbilt. I just think, you know, I they've had so many games where they've just kind of I don't want to say sleepwalk, but just taking care of business. I just think at some point down the stretch, it's going to bite him. I don't know if, if Ole Miss is going to be that game, but man, Georgia, it just seems gettable at this point. And, and if you look at it from a college football playoff storyline, like perspective here, if you're 11 and one, Lane Kiffin's absolutely in the conversation for coach of the year. I imagine if you're 11 and one, Jackson Dart's been having some pretty good games. He's probably, you know, he's not in the top four with the Heisman or whatever, but he's probably, you know, dark horse inside the top 10 getting votes. Um, and again, that's just, you're, you're getting good win after good win after good win. I, I think on the road against Auburn is regardless of how Auburn looks, that's still a road SEC win. And then you get sure. A&M at home and then, yeah, you beat number one Georgia on the road. I, I mean, that's a that's a it's strong much harder, right. It's much harder, I think, for Ole Miss to actually get to eleven and one 
than it is to see them getting into the playoffs once they got, you know what I mean? The hard part yeah. is actually getting to 11 and one. I think, I think if they somehow did that, it's very feasible for them to get to the playoff at that point. Yeah. I mean, right now you're looking at you're a top, you're probably third in the power rankings in the sec. Um, on three, put those out today. Uh, Georgia at one, Bama at two, Ole Miss at three. Uh, they did some like a simulated BCS top 25. They're 12 in that. So regardless of what happens this year, when the playoff is expanded, I mean, Lane Kiffin has positioned Ole Miss to be in that conversation of an expanded playoff at this point, right? Oh, there's no question about that. I think, you know, because Ole Miss, I think, has consistently over the past several years since Kiffin got there and even – you know, not with Luke, but with Breeze, has consistently been a team that's in that 10 to 20 range, sometimes mm-hmm. a little higher, sometimes a little lower. But, you know, it, I, I remember when I first started covering Ole Miss, like being in the national rankings was a big deal, <laughs> like a yeah. really big deal. And, you know, now, I mean, like they had that run there where we talked about it maybe last year or something where they had like 20 weeks in a row or something like that. That's, you know, kids don't take this for granted because it hasn't always been this way. That's that's all I'll say. Like Ole Miss is, you know, I, I think has worked its way into being a, a very solid upper tier SEC program right now. All right. So we're predicting Auburn as a win. I believe I, I can speak for us both. We're predicting Vanderbilt as a win. Looking ahead to AM, you get past them at home. I believe that would be the after Vandy and A and M. I believe Georgia. that. I'm I'm thinking. I think it's 20 wins at home under Lane Kiffin for Ole Miss at that point. It might be 21. I have to double check. But Ole Miss has been very good at home, um, in the Lane Kiffin era. So yeah, free shot against Georgia without. I, I still don't think Brock Bowers plays. He either is done for the year or they hold him out until at least Tennessee or the SEC championship game. Um, well, you just man. look at the timeline. That game is November 11th. That's an aggressive timeline for that kind of surgery. I mean, that's that's less than a month. I mean, yeah. it's not even right. I, I mean, he could. Maybe he's a quick healer. He'll come back fast. Maybe he wants to, um, especially if, you know, a few teams lose and that ends up being a top 10 matchup, like number one versus number nine or something like that. But – yeah, anytime, anytime a guy has that kind of NFL future on the line, like I don't blame them for maybe sitting in a couple extra out. Yeah. And in the meantime, while he's recovering, you know that there are going to be, you know, his parents, some NFL people are going to be telling him like, hey man, you, you can you can take it easy. You don't need to do anything else. Right. All right. So with that we have successfully cranked up the hype train for Ole Miss as a dark horse playoff contender, but they got to beat Auburn first. Um, yeah. I mean, all that you could ask at this point being in, you know, we're getting into late October, the the real as Houston nut would say, they remember in November. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. And they remember a little in late October too. So you want to get halfway through the season and have all of your goals still in front of you. Ole Miss does need some help to get a, to the SEC championship. But I, I think that if you had told 
Lane Kiffin or anyone on that team or fans that they'd be five and one with a loss to Alabama, a win against LSU, a win against Tulane. I, I think most people would be okay with that. I, I think it's been a, mm-hmm. a good start for Ole Miss, and they're relatively healthy, as healthy as a football team is at this time of year. They're they're in a good spot. Yeah. And yeah, if you go eleven and one, and somehow you don't make the playoff, people are gonna and that that Bama loss stings because they had their shot. But at that point, you're in a very, very, very well respected Access Bowl. You're in, I mean, just the stratosphere that has not been attained at Ole Miss in some time, and you're really catapulting yourself to twenty twenty four in a big way. And I mean, it's. It's rarefied air if, if we're talking about that in a couple months. Um, all right, that is going to do it for this edition of Daytime Fireworks. Thank you to USA Benefits Group and Drew Moak for sponsoring the show. Thank you to David for spending some time with us like he does each and every week. David is the, what's the Diamondback series at right now? Uh, the Phillies won game one last night. So, so that was just game one, nothing. okay. Yeah, that was just game one. I can't bring myself to watch baseball now, but um <laughs> no. My my mom and is is the same way. She was lamenting the Braves downfall the other night. But I'm happy, uh I'm happy to cheer on the D backs. Um I do like them. Um and did the let's see. Oh yeah, the Rangers are up two nothing. The Rangers are up two oh. Love that. Um what else is going on? I don't even know. I've, I've blocked that. <laughs> what else is going mind. on in the world? It's late October, man. It's football season. Apparently, well, the I, NFL is still playing games. Yeah, I was asking about MLB playoffs. Um, yeah, I'll well, cheer for only the uh, two series. It's just Rangers. Oh yeah, that's Phillies. We're down to four teams. There's no more series. Yeah, you know, math is not my my strong suit here. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> Rangers D backs would be fun. Yeah, I, honestly, I mean, like. I, I understand why you're not a big Phillies fan at this point, but that Phillies Rangers series would be good too. Um, I, I think yeah. all the teams left are are pretty interesting, so we'll see how it goes. Just no, just no Astros, please. We we I'm have over, had a lot of Astros left. I'm over that. I I I have been impressed with how they've kept the the dynamic. You know, they keep bringing in players, bringing out players. Yeah, they still have Altuve and Bregman, but you know, it keeps. That that organization just keeps on trucking. And how about our guy Bruce Bochy? Three-time World Series champ. He's got a couple more wins away from getting another team to a World Series. No, hit him and uh, you know, this is one for the old guys, Dusty Baker against Bruce Bochy, some guys that have been I was actually talking not to get too off off, but uh the Diamondbacks pitching coach is a guy named Brent Strom, who used to be the Astros pitching coach a couple of years ago. But he's a guy who's in his early 70s. He's kind of a contemporary of Baker and 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 Bochy. And, you know, okay. just talking about how guys, he, he you know, they may not be the most, like, analytically sound coaches in the history of the world. But, you know, I, I think even today's players respect guys who have been through the wars. You know what I mean? Those guys have seen some things (laughs) over the years. And there's a, you know, kind of that bunker mentality of been there and done that. And I I think Mm -hmm. Dusty Baker and and Bruce Bochy are both, you know, they've, they've had huge wins, huge disappointments, and they've seen a lot of baseball over the years. Yeah. 
All right, we'll be back next week to recap week eight. Look ahead to week nine. Hopefully the D-backs can get it turned around. We'll talk uh, talk some Diamondbacks next week too. But uh, for David over there, I'm Zach. This has been Daytime Fireworks. Appreciate y'all tuning in each and every week. Until next week, we out of here. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.